Welcome, everyone. This is Russ Gausel, Chronicles of the End Times. So glad to be with you today. I hope you are doing well and growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is so much going on each day as we look at the television, as we hear the reports, as we look online. The news just keeps rolling in about the war in Israel. With anti-Semitism growing leaps and bounds day by day, we can see and understand that there is more than just the natural side of things that are creating this type of hate. We know such violent acts as Hamas has done is demonically inspired. We hear the uproar from those who are opposed to Israel those that feel that Israel is creating a genocide in Gaza, and that some say that the United States is part of that genocide. But in reality, if we look at what Israel has gone through and what the Jewish people have gone through through history, we will understand their phrase, never again, and what it means. Some of you know the history But if you lived in that land surrounded by enemies on every side, maybe we would understand a little better what they're feeling. They're fighting for their very existence, not merely for a way of life, but for life itself. Israel's very existence is only because of God. I look at my own life and I look at my own heritage. I have Italian and Irish and a bunch of other things in my lineage. But if you're Jewish, if you live in Israel, You only exist because God called you. Now, I realize Israel is a secular nation. The United States is a secular nation. There are believers there. There's believers here. But Israel is the only nation that God called and designed for himself. They are a people that only exist because God called them into existence. And although they are a secular nation, God has made promises that he's going to keep. That is why the whole universe is held together, because the God that we serve is a holy God, a righteous God. He's a merciful God, all-knowing. He holds the universe in place just because of who he is, the truth of who he is, the light of who he is. And because of his attributes, because of his holiness, The promises he makes, he keeps. And we ought to thank God for that every single day. Not just the promises he made to Israel, but the promises that he made to us. And no matter how foolish we get, rebellious we get, forgetful we get of God, his promises stay true because they don't depend on us. They depend on him. He is the promise keeper. The scripture is clear that he is going to make and has made Jerusalem a cup of trembling. And everyone that dares to touch it and to mess with it and try to manipulate it will be hurt by it. Jerusalem is special to the Lord. It's where he came the first time and is where he's going to come back the second time. So what are we learning from this war? What can we glean from this from a spiritual aspect through the word of God? Well, we've talked about Ezekiel 38 and 39 in the past, and you've probably heard many sermons and teachings on it. Some believe that it's only naming Arab nations. When God told Ezekiel from the far north he's going to bring this army, many believe it's Turkey that he's talking about. But the far north, if you go right from Israel and you look in a map and you go straight north, you run right into Russia. And sometimes we just have to look at the truth, things that are happening right now, 
Sometimes we can strain on the gnat and swallow the camel when it comes to Bible prophecy. You can get so lost in the historic part, trying to find out where these nations that are named, where they settled, where they live, who they are. That's all important, but you can't deny the things that are happening right in front of your face. President Putin, one week after the disaster on October 7th, called Hamas leaders to Moscow and met with them. There should be no question in our mind what's going on. And did you know that there's one million Russian-speaking Jews in Israel? And did you know that some of the people that were taken hostage were Russian Jews? And yet, President Putin decides that he wants to bring Hamas in. And he's been meeting with Hamas and Hamas leaders for the last year. The connection is so obvious. And whether this particular war is going to lead to the next war or it's going to be another step towards that war, we don't know. That's up to God. But we know that the tension is building. And we may not understand why Israel comes back with such a heavy stick because we cannot grasp what's going on there. Those of you who live in the United States who are listening to this podcast, you know, just think of the county next to you. If that county, those counties surrounding you hated you and came in once in a while and killed people and shot missiles into your county, how you would feel about that? We have to try to put ourselves in their place. If they don't show themselves strong, then the nations around them will take that as a sign that it's time to move in. And we know scripturally that's going to happen. Now, whether that's going to happen in the next couple of months or what we're seeing is a prelude to the coming war that Ezekiel talks about is up to God. Either way, we need to be in God's word. We need to be praying. It was never an option, but it's certainly not one now. We need to be in the presence of God. How do you be in the presence of God? You read the word and you meditate on it and you find the presence of God, the spirit of the Lord comes upon you. We need to take time to be with God. The casual Christian experience that many of us have been living is not going to cut it. The challenge here in the United States is great because as Bible-believing Christians, we believe that slaughtering unborn children is immoral and against God's code. And because we believe that our children shouldn't be pressured by social media and activists into changing who they are and destroying their lives, we feel that's wrong. And because we believe that the Bible is real and it is alive and it is truly God's word, the creator of the earth, who made us in his image, we are looked at as dangerous people. The scripture clearly tells us that we are living in perilous times, and that in the last days, perilous times would come upon us. Many of us know these scriptures, but we're not really grasping that it's happening today. It's happening right now. Our nation is running 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction. I'm old enough to have lived through the 60s and the 70s, and yes, as part of that, we marched for this and we marched for that. But what we marched for were things that were important. We marched for civil rights. We wrote songs and we declared what was wrong. We protested against the Vietnam War. But the protests we see today are not for righteous means. The protests we see today are all about hate. We hate this one. We hate that one. Our political system is a disaster. It's time for you and I to believe God for the impossible. 
It's time for you and I to pray with such fervency and passion and belief and trust in God to gather together, whether it be two or three or 10 or 15 or 30, and pray and start to believe God for powerful miracles. Start to believe God for tearing down strongholds. Listen, folks, we can't pray for the system. The system is on its way to hell, but we can pray for the people. It's our job to pray for people. God is interested not in saving the system. He's interested in saving people, touching hearts, giving people new life, new beginnings, an eternity of blessing. Let's bind together. Let's believe God. Let's let's shake off the mundane. Let's get into it. Let's try to follow in the footsteps of the fathers of faith, follow in the footsteps of Jesus himself, where he started every morning privately, being alone with God, talking to his father, getting the marching orders for the day, strengthening himself so he could heal the sick, so he could preach the word, so he could come against those in religious circles that would come to challenge him and to mock him and to try to trap him. He was ready for it. Although he was God in the flesh, he needed to talk to his father every morning. Doesn't sound like any new revelation, but that's where we're going to get revelation. He's in his presence. He's going to open his word to us. He's going to speak to us like we never dreamed possible. This is where we are. This is the challenge that the church has. Casual Christianity, if there's even such a thing, is not going to make it. Let's trust the Lord for great things. We're living in an amazing time, a challenging time, a threatening time for sure, but a time for us to take our stand. Remember what the scripture said in Ephesians, having done all these things, when he talks about putting on the armor of God, then what does he say? He said, stand therefore. Folks, that's what we need to do. We need to stand on the rock, Christ Jesus. When we do, God will answer our prayers. When we stand up for Christ, when we stand up for righteousness sake, when we stand up and say, this is the way, walk in it. God will bless us, but he's not going to bless us sitting in our rocking chairs, going on social media and complaining about the world. Father God, move upon us, Lord, by your spirit. Touch us by your mighty hand. Move across this nation, God, in this world. Lord, there's so many, God, that are confused, so many that are heartbroken. Father, but you are the cure. You are the one who can heal the brokenhearted. Give us new beginnings. Lift us up out of the muck and the mire, God, out of the trash and out of all the things that try to pull us down and destroy us. Lord, bind every spirit and set people free. Each one listening to this podcast today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be set free, get new vision, and new strength, power of the Spirit of God. This is Russ Galsall for Chronicles of the End Times. God bless. Keep looking up. The King is coming.